welcome to the ED Jam. Yo, what up frothers? Welcome to the podcast for another week. This week I'm going solo. Yes, I'm going solo. I am recording a quick podcast about education. Um, now, as you already know, I'm a clinical nurse educator and, I work as an edu- and I've worked in education in other areas such as university, TAFE and other things. And I wanted to give you guys a quick tip um, my five points about education and why I think it's important when we educate to follow these tips. Now, I just made them up, but I hope they're cool. Um, and this is the episode. Before we crack in, I want to say thanks to everyone who's been listening. Um, I guess quickly a bit of a cap to see what we're up to. My vision for the podcast was basically to create a podcast that was Aussie, that um, interviewed people in the field of emergency, paramedicine, um, medicine, and mainly to chat with them about... Um, a medical condition, but also to highlight how cool the people are that work in that field. And I think we've really seen that um, week in, week out. We've got to chat to some awesome people um, who have really given us um, some insight into their job, what they do, why they like it. Um, the other thing is that I've really enjoyed um, is having the patient stories. Um, with this, we've sort of learnt about people's um, you know, like their story in terms of maybe they've been through something crazy like Sally or Chol um, or Pat or even stories like Brett Canellan, who's recently put out an awesome video. If you haven't checked that out, go check that out. It's called Attacking Life. Go check it out. Um, but I've really got to see their side from a patient as well. So I'm going to keep pumping those patient stories out. Um, this podcast wouldn't be possible without you listening. So please thank you so much to people that do. Let's crack into the education tips from me. Now, I'm going to follow a quick little acronym. Um, It's going to be called Benny, B-E-N-N-Y. And I'm going (laughs) to, it's a bit random, but these are just what I use um, when I teach. So with B, um, if you're teaching someone or interested in teaching or education, or even you're on a job and you're trying to explain something to somebody, number one, you have to first be yourself. Now, I know that seems really simple and really you're thinking, you know, like, why am I, why are you telling me to be yourself? But it's really important that you are yourself when you teach. Number one, um, often when we teach, um, sometimes we can project. We can want to sound smart or we can want to prove our point or we can want to really want to, you know, show that we know stuff or be seen as being someone knowledgeable. And I think it's really important, first of all, to be yourself before you project and before you teach. Um, being yourself can look like different things to different people. Um, but when you are being truly yourself, you can really explain things using maybe your own analogies or using your own life experience or maybe listening to that person and using an experience that they might have explained first. Um, and I think it's really important, number one, to be you. Um, being you can sometimes be hard. I find it hard sometimes I can be in positions where sometimes I feel like I'm trying to be someone else and I've got to sort of catch myself and be like, hang on, am, do, you know, am I explaining this? correctly am i trying to prove a point am i trying to seem smart um could i explain this in a simpler way or simpler manner and i think that's really key um and being yourself um sort of means that you can make the person feel comfortable too that when you're teaching you're the same person in front of them teaching but also when you stop teaching you're that same person uh, and you're not a different person i think that's really key is to be yourself um in being yourself, sometimes we have environments where we're not ourselves, where we're nervous or we're excited or we're anxious. And sometimes I can just like let people know that if that's happening, I can be like, oh, can I take a quick break? Or, or they might even, you just say, hey, how are you feeling? 
um, are you ready to sort of learn this? And they might say, no, not yet. And that's okay. So be mindful that you want the person who's learning to be ready to receive the information for them to be themselves as well. Um, yeah, that's key. Number two um, for Benny, my Benny acronym is E, is encourage. As an educator or when you're teaching someone something, you need to encourage them. Encouragement is probably one of the biggest things. Um, often people can feel like they don't want to ask for help. They can feel like uh, they, they should already know something. Um, maybe that you're teaching them something and they're like, oh, I should already know this. But number one, the key is to encourage. Now, number one, you can encourage them for, first of all, for reaching out and asking for some help. Number two, you can encourage them for wanting to learn something new. Um, a big thing with encouragement is, number one, is to encourage good attitude. Um, there should always be a positive attitude towards learning. And some people don't have it. Some people, you've worked with some people who literally will be like, oh, I don't really need to know anymore. I just do my job and go home. Uh, and that's cool. And, and we can I can understand people that want to do that. But if you want to learn something can be progressive with learning, you have to want to learn something new every day. And so when someone wants to do that, when someone's encouraged to do that, I think they will flourish and become better at what they do. Um, and there's ways to encourage people that are different. Some people get certificates. Some people need a post. Some people need a pat on the back. Uh, there was this uh, actual awesome study that was done which looked at um, encouragement. And what it did, it got um, kids into a room, three different groups. Uh, you might have heard this story before. And they basically gave the kids complex tasks, all complex tasks. And the first group... Um, were that sat down to do the tasks. There was a group of sort of like mediators or people that were there to help with the study. And what they did was they basically went over and encouraged them. Well done, good work, keep it up, you can do it. Um, it sounds really random. They were sort of like using sort of that, you can do it. Uh, the second group uh, were given some like a positive sort of growth mindset. Like, you know, even if you stuff it up, you can get it back next time. It's okay, keep going. So more of a growth mindset of, a bit of a real realist view, but a growth mindset. And the last group of these kids were actually high-fived. It sounds really random, but the um, people that were doing the study, they didn't talk to them. All they did was walk up and high-five. And randomly, the group that did better was the group that was high-fived. Um, and I guess what that shows and when they reflected and asked them, why, why did it matter about the high-five? The kids said that when they high-fived, they felt like they were being encouraged for who they were, not for how they performed. Uh, and sometimes it might be a pat on the back or a high five or, or a fist pump or something that sort of makes them feel like, don't degrade them or make them feel stupid, but to encourage them to say like, yeah, sick, you know, a pat on the back or something. Um, I know that seems really random to use that study, but it actually was used in kids and worked really well. So encourage them however that person feels encouraged. Some people, words doesn't mean much to them. Um, sometimes, you know, buying them the coffee the next day and saying, hey, dude, that was rad, like, good job last week. Um, I really liked how you did that. Um, you can still give feedback, um, but I always think encouragement should always come first, to encourage someone first, so that once you encourage them, then you can have a bit of a level playing field to give other information out. Um, so you've got to encourage them. Uh, and people, I think, thrive. It's like kids when you, you know, like, they need to be disciplined. But if you encourage them, give them a, like, it sounds random, but give them something to to um, reward them with, they'll feel like they're, they're motivated to learn and to do other things. Um, number three, so we've got B, be yourself, E, encourage, we're doing Benny acronym, N, never take over. Now, as an educator, I mean, if something's serious and someone's life's at risk, yes, you can take over, that's okay. 
But as an educator, when you're teaching someone something, try not to take over. And we learned from Sally in one of the episodes, and she talked about when she was teaching one of the ICP paramedics that she was trying just that extra bit of time to not take over. Um, I thought, first of all, when I started education, that I would, you know, be the source of all knowledge and someone would say, Benny, I need your help. Come on, do this. And I'd take over and do it. But what I've learned is that taking over doesn't empower someone else. It actually takes the power away from them. So once again, I want to say that taking over doesn't empower them. It takes the power away from them. So when you're teaching, you need to make sure that you don't take over. You can teach, you can talk, you can listen, but don't take over the skill. Let the person work it out. It's really hard sometimes and you feel like sometimes I've got all this knowledge, I want to give it out, but sometimes it's better to let them work it out other than take over, okay? So number number like three, never take over. Let them work it out. I've done it before with ventilators or playing with stuff and, and you really just want to, you know, okay, cool, yep, and you want them to get to the answer quickly. But sometimes people's brains work differently. They might need to tick it over a little bit slower or they might need to be someone who does it a few times to learn the skill. So don't take over. Even if you really want to, you've done all this training, you really want to use it, don't take over. Um, number three, the other N, is not just an educator of skills, but you're an educator of life. Uh, and I always say, N, you're not just an educator. Um, we, we do it with nursing. We say we're not just a nurse, and, and I say I'm just an educator. But it's important to remember that we, we have a really great role when we're teaching people. And even if you're not a formal educator, you're, t- you're teaching in some sort of context. So remember with N, you're not just an educator of skills. It's more, sometimes when you're digging into teaching people skills, you find out more about who they are and you dig deeper into the person. I know that's a bit personal, but it gets a bit deeper because people can get frustrated when they're disappointed, when they don't achieve something, when they don't do it, they can get really down and you can realize that that's your chance to interject and to give them some positive reinforcement. That's your time to interject and give some experiences that you've had. Um, that's your time to sort of listen to them and be like, okay, maybe we don't need to talk about doing, you know, drawing up adrenaline dose now after, you know, the resource has been gone, but maybe we can talk about something else. Um, how did you feel? A bit deeper. So just remember as an educator, it's a deeper sense, especially when you work in environments like ED, you know, you're in paramedic, a paramedic or you're in medicine. Um, we do have a close-knit relationship with the people that we work with. Um, and we are expected to work at a high level and, and that's pretty intense at times. Um, so sometimes you can realise that maybe that person needs encouragement in different ways, not always with a skill. So yeah, my n- number one, be yourself with a B. E, encourage all the time. N, never take over. The other N, you're not just an educator of skills, but you're an educator of life. And I know that sounds really random, but I do feel like as an educator, you also become a mentor and mentorship is deeper than just doing a skill well. It's sometimes, you know, the deeper level of that person. You know, I saw you got pretty upset about that. Is, are you okay? Is there anything I can help you with? And I think that's key is that you not only do that, but you redirect them to something else. Um, and the last one, the N, is um, you're allowed to not know something as an educator. Um, I always get worried when someone knows all the answers because I don't think you can. I think in, in medicine, in paramedicine, in, 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 um, in nursing, you, you can't know all the answers. So there's times I get asked the question, I go, you know what, don't have a clue what that is called. I've never heard of it before. Don't know, never read about it before, never heard that drug before in my life. People need to know that you don't know all the answers. 
Um, and I'm not saying that you should rest in that place and be happy to not know answers. We want to know more and more and more and more so we can teach and teach and teach and we can watch people evolve and get better at what they do. But please remember that you're allowed to not know something. Some people think, oh, if I want to be an educator, I've got to know this, know that, know this, know that. But what you've got to do is be able to be to listen, number one, but able, but able to work well with other people as an educator. And sometimes you just got to realize that you're not going to know everything, that there's going to be things out there that you do not know. Um, and so I think that's really important to remember that you're allowed to not know something. You're allowed to not know the answers and, and to rest in the fact that that's okay. It's okay to not have all the answers to every medical condition that comes through ED. Um, but you might know a little bit about it and then you can explain to the person, hey, I only know a little bit about it, but why don't we look it up together? And that can be a bit of a cop-out. Some people can think that's a cop-out, but it's actually not. It's actually showing the person that you're human and that you don't know all the answers uh, and that this is the way that you approach it. So they can realize, okay, the person I'm working with, they approach education like this. Oh, I might take that on board. Okay. So number one, be yourself. Number two, the BE is uh, encourage. The other N is never take over. The other N is not just an educator of life, but an education of skills. And why is going to be you're allowed to not know something. And that's my framework for sort of teaching. Um, a little side note after the Benny approach um, is that there's a few things that I think um, are progressing in terms of education. I think we should be mindful of that. Um, number one, as an educator, don't be a dick. So don't be rude. Don't be obnoxious. Please let people learn something. Um, make sure you let them, uh, you're, you're in a safe space to teach. Number two, be creative. If you've got different ways of teaching someone, think about different ways. Recently, um, we were going through some education and we had this kid come in and, and we were using CPAP and we were trying to work out this video. So what, what we did was we took some videos, we put a QR code on the ventilator. And so you look at the QR, you take a photo on your phone and you can watch a quick little video of how to set things up and how to ventilate. I know it seems really silly, but that's a creative way in this environment that we're in now to teach so be creative make it make teaching and make learning interesting don't make it boring um that's one thing i like is like be creative in your environment um you know makes do some sims do some mock stuff try to make it interesting so people are like oh wow i want to learn about this um if you're a learner be inquisitive so be someone who wants to learn something don't be happy with not knowing answers. I always say, I want to know more. I want to know more. And that's good. Be hungry to learn. Um, so, yeah, that's my approach to teaching and education. I know it's quick. It's simple. It's the Benny approach. Be yourself. Encourage other people. Never take over, please. Number three, not just an educator of skills, but an educator of life. And number five, you're allowed to not know something. You. Um, I hope you have an awesome day and enjoy your, yeah, enjoy what you're up to. Episodes are coming again next week without me. I just thought I'd pop this out there. thought it was interesting and I thought maybe you can use it in your context. Have a great day, frothers. The EDGM podcast would like to acknowledge the traditional owners on the land on which this recording is occurring today and pay my respects to the elders past, present and emerging. Hey, frothers, that's another wrap to the EDGM podcast. Once again, you can follow me on Instagram, EDGM underscore podcast. You can also follow the podcast on all your streaming services. Make sure you hit the like button, share it with your friends. Thank you so much for everyone who listens to this podcast. It wouldn't be possible without you. You. Hey, frothers, something else. I'd really love your feedback. Um, I really try to put a bit of time into the podcast and try my very best to make it as, as good as possible, but I can't do it without your feedback. So if you've listened to an episode, maybe you loved it. 
or maybe you didn't quite enjoy it, please send me a message on Insta and I can have a read of it. Um, Or maybe you want to reach out to uh, a podcast guest that's come on. Or maybe you've got some awesome studies that have come out that maybe I haven't read. Please send me a message. I'd love to get your feedback. It just makes the podcast even better that it can grow and get better and also get feedback from you. So please hit me up. Um, I'd love to hear from you. You.